Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the NBN podcast, the podcast, you know, um, the NBN podcast uh, football episode this week. Um, again, here with Kay Dips. And yeah, yeah. we've got. Do you want to say something, Kay? I said, yeah. Ah, fair enough. No, no, you know, it is. It's, uh, we need to get back into, into, into person, man, because it's like every time I see like a yellow screen stop, I was like, it's like a, it's like the, it's like a traffic <laughs> end. Like, <laughs> I get what you mean. Zoom doesn't have the same bang as a in person. Yeah, like you're, you're hyper, hyper aware of someone else talking, is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> but now, like I say, bro, we got like a, we got a lot to go through today in it. So I want to get right into it. So we got three topics. One, talk about the recent Hall of Fame inductees, and you know some of our thoughts on that, and what I guess we, who we'd like to see coming up next, because obviously um, I think the Premier League site has voting that's ongoing right now. So you can go yeah. to the site and vote. Um, the second one was going to, is going to be about the, what do we call it now? Cabarrero, the sponsored cup. In the, the Cabarrero Cup. I can't even say it, you know. That's how I wanted to say The Cup. The Cabarrero Cup. The Cabarrero Cup. So basically, yeah, we'll talk about Spurs' loss, um, their performance, where did they go from here, more importantly. And just to wrap it up, Europa League, talking about United, Arsenal, and how they got on in those big matchups. So, yeah, without uh, dragging out a bit more, let's just go straight to the first one in it, Hall of Fame. So, um, what, what was it? A couple of weeks back, two weeks back now, I think. They announced, no, is it? Someone correct me, is it one or two weeks back? Like a week ago? Yeah, I think just about a week, about a week ago. How did I know you were going to be there? I knew it was going to be you. I knew it was going to be you as well. Maybe I'm surprised. I don't like to disappoint, do I? Consistent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so about a week ago, um, Hall of Fame, Premier League, we got the first two inductees. We got um, two strikers, Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Um, just want to ask you guys, so what do you think about those two picks? Do you think they deserve to be the first two or would you have chosen someone else to start it off? Um, I think it's well-deserved on both parts. I mean, you have the highest uh, scoring player ever in the in the Premier League um, and you have who quite a, quite a few consider to be the best player to play in the Premier League and mm-hmm. also the highest assister like so you know like for a season so it, it makes sense um, I'm surprised they didn't go Ryan Giggs because I felt like it would have <laughs> made you are? Really? I, I was, no no I mean knowing the Premier League and in, in that, in that, you know, kind of United bias, I feel like they would have done it, but I felt like his whole domestic abuse thing got in the way of that. But, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm cool with it. Makes sense. Okay, you want to go next one? To me, those, yeah, uh, as Dip said, Ryan Giggs was a consideration until, you know, his off-the-field situation got involved. Um, Alan Shearer, I'm glad Alan Shearer got it because for me, despite being an Arsenal fan, he is the he should be the number one inductee into the mm. Premier League Hall of Fame. Those goals and those goals for uh, Blackburn and Newcastle, not two of the biggest teams right now, are should hold a particular strong value. And then um, um, the best player to ever live in the Premier League is Thierry Henry, so obviously he has to be a top two. So um, there we go. Made sense. Can't argue with that. Started well, and they had to start well for you to take it seriously. If it was, if it had like a clear bias or some obscure, or well not obscure, some really kind of player, like really you chose him, then it just kind of throws the whole thing into like, uh, I don't really 
you know, this this just feels meh. Yeah, and I like yeah. what they had. They had like the 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 plaque with the with like the black shirt and the gold writing for their yeah. for their thing, and then the interview, which I assume will be evolved into some type of presentation for like you know friends, family, fans, and players of alike in the future when COVID when COVID wow. allows. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I think like I think that's one thing we can always agree on is that it's always going to be the case that whoever gets in is going to be deserved to some extent. They're not going to let that throw in. Like I told you, until Gareth Barry gets in there, everyone who's up next for the next couple of years will be well-deserved. Um, for me personally... Right, quick. Oh, sorry, actually, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead no, sorry. no, go on. No, I was going to say, do you, like, uh, I heard Jolie and Lescott the other, the, the other day defend having Gareth Barry in the, the Hall of Fame, which is incredible. It was incredible to listen to. When you have the time, listen to it. It's, it's really... It's it's really incredible. The yeah, funny thing saying. is, the fact that he's even defending it over trying to make an argument means I'm just not even going to listen to it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I, I as bad as it sounds, probably would not have had Shiro in there for the initial one. And it's it's more of a case of when I went to, because I was looking at the, the auctions to vote in it, so I was going through everyone else's accolades. He's, he's one, obviously, it's, it sounds stupid, but it's all purely him just being a striker. Like, and it's not even him being the best of the best. Like, he got 260 goals, most goals and 140 appearances. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But when I looked at Henri's one, it was like Thierry Henry, two titles, four golden boots, two season awards. Um, I looked at Lampard's. It said, like, you know, three titles, um, ex-season awards. I look at Drogba, Drogba's, three titles, two golden boots. Like, you know what I mean? I see some individual accolades in there. But maybe, is it just me? Were they not trekking it in Shira's time or was that, was Golden Boon not a thing? Does he look like, his accomplishment look narrow when I put it next to Henri's. Like, these are two different categories. But but, but for me, looking at that, um, me personally, yes, you're going to call me biased. He's... I would have personally put someone like Frank Lampard over, um, what's called, Alan Shira. And, and, no, no, and that's simply because of with with this one, I put it as like right, you know, top two. I would have because it's in terms oh, of come on. For, no, no, that's for me personally. In terms of um, in a Chelsea Hall of Fame, when you look at a mix of individual and team awards, what's the what's the individual for Frank Lampard again, please? Um, I know he's got a season award. I can't remember what it was. It might have been played the season for one of our a uh, season, or a season, yeah. Gabriel, I mean, Alan Shearer, I feel you. No, no, but... no that's what I'm saying. I'm asking if Alan Shearer didn't actually have his Gabriel, own times. Of he course he did. Gabriel, he has, he has, yeah. as far as I'm, as far as I'm seeing you, he has three mm-hmm. golden boots, yep. two-time PFA player, players player of the year. That's money right there. On top of having, on top of having a Premier League title and then being the, the all-time greatest scorer in the, pre- the Premier League has ever seen. I mean... That's money right there. That's money in the bank. Hey, look, if that's the case, then the <laughs> the Premier League Hall of Fame page is doing him dirty. Because I was thinking, as I was looking at it, I was thinking, there's no way he has those many goals and never won a golden boot, uh, even though he's won a he title. He's so won like it I think three times. Yeah, so I feel like they've done him completely dirty on his on his actual page. He's the only player to ever score hundred goals for two different teams. Hold on. Premier he won League it in 94, 95, 95, 96, 96, 96. He won it three. He yeah, won it he is in a row, years. B. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm tripping then. Because like, you know, you're, you're thinking, I look at it, it's like, wait, what? He hasn't won it at all? Nah, okay, fair enough. They've, they've, 
they didn't completely dirt on his page then because they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they got him as Alan Shearer one title. Uh, <laughs> they haven't fleshed it out. They haven't fleshed it out. They're gonna do. They're gonna. They're gonna fix it. They're gonna fix it, bro. They fleshed out everyone else's. But yeah, okay. Look, for me personally, <laughs> for me personally, I'll still put Lampard in there. Um, I feel like he deserves to be. If he's not gonna be the top two, he should be the next batch. And simply because, like, in terms of his position to have that many goals, that many assists, longevity in the prem, titles, individual season award, like, for what you could ask an individual to prove over their career. I don't think there's anything left you could have asked him to prove in the Prem. So, yes, you can make an argument that other people might have been better for a split period of time, but in terms of longevity, in terms of being a great individual and, you know, success with a team, I would have personally put him up there above Shearer. Above Ryan Giggs? If Ryan Giggs was... For me, Ryan Giggs was a beneficiary of Ferguson's greatness. Like... Like, I, I think Griggs was an above-average player. I've had this argument before. I feel he was, a, he was a good, really good player, above-average, without a doubt. Um, probably I mean, when, when, the, when the 2000s hit, yeah. That, those I 90s, that though, I don't know about that. I don't know okay. about that. He was, okay, he was crazy in the 90s, Beckham. man. Dips, one second. Okay, what yeah. do you say? I'd say that about Beckham over Giggs. Don't you fucking dare. Don't do that. You're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do, do that what? to Bex. We're not going to do that to Bex, Bree. Don't disrespect though. David Beckham. Okay, I get it. He wasn't. He wasn't Ronaldo. But this is one of this is top three. One of the finest strikers of a ball ever. He, we're not going to do that with Bex. We're just not. We're just not going to do that with Bex. Okay. We're just. We're just put that whole line of don't put that whole line of conversation to the side. We're not going to disrespect. David Beckham on on this on this. You know, no, you know, I'm I'm gonna stay on topic, but I we will debate this at some point. Was Bex overrated? Hell no! Debate over. Go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was, was a long lived. I like the back and forth there. Um, but no, okay, fair, no, fair enough, fair enough. Um, we're gonna move on, but yeah, like. It's going to be interesting to see. I think the vote, the voting for the Hall of Fame ends in the next week or so. So if you haven't already, take a look at the people, look at their accomplishments, look at their profiles. Um, it's interesting to read some of the ones that, you know, of the players that I didn't get to see during my time in it. So mm. someone like Tony Adams, I obviously I was um, obviously alive in that period, but I wasn't, I, what I would call football aware at that point. You know, you know what I mean? So like, you know, seeing someone like Tony Adams, um, you know, Cantona, and all those men, but yeah. Um, second topic the EFL Cup. I'm not going to name it because, obviously, as I've proven multiple times today already, I can't. Um, but following Mourinho sacking the week before, we got to see Spurs versus Man City, Pep versus Ryan, <laughs> and it, it, it the result basically the way the match turned out was exactly as it sounds from the names, like it was in my opinion, a mismatch. So Man City won the EFL Cup. Um, guys, question to you guys is literally, what do you think of the Spurs performance as a whole and where do you think Spurs go from here as a club? Um, yeah, Kay, you weren't around when we did the when we did the reaction to Jose, so you can add that into like your assessment of, of, of how, um, you know, how they played as well. So they were in the back foot throughout large periods of the game and going into that game with Ryan Mason against Pep Guardiola, he did not expect Spurs to play well. But you know what? A 1-0 loss 
like is a good as bad as it sounds is a good result. It's a good result because it's it's a good result compared given the situation they're in. They did not embarrass themselves really. It could have been it could have been worse, but they could they did not embarrass themselves really. Um, it's it's stupid. They you know sack a manager they brought in to win a trophy six weeks six days sorry before um, he has a chance to win a trophy in the final against mm. Man City. Um, Tottenham, this, 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 Tottenham, the game was a Tottenham game, if you know what I mean. As an Arsenal fan saying that, you know what I mean. It's, it's, it didn't, there was nothing there to suggest Tottenham really had a chance of winning. And top from, where did Tottenham go from here? I don't see, I don't see much else. I don't see, I, I can see this be, being the beginning of a downturn in Tottenham's season performances, Tottenham's, Tottenham's um, hierarchy in English football because, for me, they need significant investment if they want to compete at the highest level in England, and I don't see that coming. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely I definitely agree with you um, on that note in terms of like Dan Levy is that I think he's he's messed up, man. He's he's had two absolute world class managers who all they asked was a bit of funding, top quality players. And he's given them neither. And I think the most egregious thing I've seen in my life, like Katie touched it, like I said that last week, how do you fire the one guy, the, the guy who's renowned to give his, he's like, you know, we talk about big game players. He's like a big game manager. Like you give him a final or tough, tough matchup, say you got to win this one game for the cup. You're going to see, you might see a shitty performance. You might see 12 men, you know, behind the ball somehow, but you're going to see something that's going to try and help that team win. Um, but yeah, like for me overall, the performance was pathetic. It was, I think, I think I, I shared with you guys um, one of the stats of the expected goals. I think it was something like Spurs was, I'm uh, sorry, Man City was at 2.94 expected goals. So essentially how many goals they expected them to get due to clear ch- chances. And I think Spurs was something like 0.04. Like they got to as close to not scoring from a actual standpoint and a st- statistical standpoint it was almost impossible for them to score in given their performance in that game. And for me, that speaks volumes. That's not even like an experienced manager. That's a bad manager. Like, how do you have a team with Son, Kane, Bale, and your expected goals is zero? Literally, statistically, you couldn't score at all. So, but you know, I can't even blame him. He had six days to prepare for a game against one of the best managers in the world with a worse squad. So um, it is what it is. But where do Spurs go from here? I've, be honest with you, I see them still staying up there. That's why I guess we kind of disagree. Um, because they've got everything they need to be up there. They've got uh, the positioning, most importantly, in London. They've got a world-class facility stadium back in name, brand. And it's just waiting for a manager, like as a manager, a top manager, to go to the Premier League, to play for Spurs, to, you know, get a chance to make that squad your own. That's too tempting. So I still I see them getting one of the top options out there. Uh, probably it w- probably won't be until the off season when people leave, um, and we see like you know who's available. But yeah, I, I feel that Sturz will have recover from this. They got a squad that's too good to drop down significantly until they can find a better manager. I just before Dips you jump in. Um, if I'm Harry Kane after the Euros, I hand in a transfer request, and then the dominoes all start falling after that. That is that is you know that's yeah. the Jenga that that team that. That on the edge Jenga piece 
that just makes it all crumble for Spurs. Because when Harry Kane hands in a transfer request, I find it very difficult to think Son won't hand in a transfer request. And I don't, I just don't see them attracting top tier talent. So I can, I can, I could see see Spurs entering next season as Everton before the start of this season. So before they go Hamas Rodriguez, and it's, I just. It depends what happens in the transfer market. These things can always surprise you. But if Kane and Son leaves, I mean, isn't that like 60, 75% of their goals this year? Come yeah. on, now. Yeah. No, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's curtains after that, in my opinion. But Dips, what are your thoughts? Um, a lot of flames being thrown. A lot of flames being thrown. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's over. Uh, I, I think, it, you know, it, you know, it's it's really? it's it's over, um, Gabriel. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. As long as Daniel Levy is there, Spurs are going to be aggressively okay. They're going to be aggressively. <laughs> that is the okay. worst thing I've heard in my life. Aggressively Gabriel, okay. Aggressively okay. When I look at it, Spurs purely on the pitch wise, not not like name brand or anything. When I look at Spurs, they're still in the same place they were just around the time Bale left. When I look at it, Hmm. they have got they got better and came back here. Okay, maybe even the same place they were in 2010, Maggie. Like I look at I look at like Spurs are gonna they're gonna lose Kane. Why do I know that? Because Kane has said, "Okay, guys, I'm I'm done." And I want to leave. I don't want to have to give in a transfer request, but don't test my gangsta. I still will do it. Okay. <laughs> Their season is over. Son, I can't, I can see stay him staying for another season, right? I can see him staying for another season. Outside of Kane, their team's all right. Their team's all right. Their team isn't outside of Kane. Their team isn't isn't a top four team, in my opinion. That's in my opinion. Like, I, I don't believe their, their team's a top four team. That's number one. Number two, that was the most dominant 1-0 win I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that, I mean, really, they were camped. Man City were camped in the Spurs half. They, 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 were, they were there chilling, you know, having a drink, spotting each other. Like, it was, it was so calm. It was only a matter of time before they got the goal. You know what I mean? It was a matter of time. I'm surprised it wasn't more. But, yeah, that's another thing, you know. And... I go back to I go back to and, and then I go we get to the managerial situation. Yeah. It is it is actually staggering the amount of Spurs fans that I have seen that aren't angry at this. Like yeah. like I have not seen the outrage. Now this could be down to, to Spurs not having that many fans. I don't know, but they, I have not <laughs> seen the outrage that they that that this deserves, that Levy deserves. A week out from the biggest game, not of this season, of outside of the, the Champions League, of like your last two, your last 10, ten years. Yeah. 10 years. And you sack the one guy that could pull off a miracle. Like, let's not act like Jose couldn't, like, I remember um, um, like the, the, the Jose, like the Chelsea game against uh, Liverpool, like the slip, right? Yeah. Liverpool, mm-hmm. Like Gerard to this day doesn't understand how they didn't win that game. He he goes and talks to Ashley Cole when they were both playing for Galaxy. He's like, Jose told us to make it as frustrating as possible. 
for the other team. As frustrated as possible. Take ages on 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 throw-ins and corners. You know what I mean? Cheap tackles, get into their head, trash talk, all of that. You're telling me he couldn't get these Spurs players to do that and give them a fighting chance in that final. And also, you're talking about a guy who has gotten the best of Pep Guardiola on more than one occasion over, over the last 10 years. And you sack him and your Spurs. Your Spurs. Your trophy cabinet. My, my, my wardrobe is bigger than their trophy cabinet. Like, you're talking about that team. We're talking about that team. And you do this. No. That, as long as Daniel Levy is there, they will not see greatness. And also, by the way, the, the, the two guys who, I, who were most likely <laughs> to, take that, to take that job, or like, you know, who wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been surprised. Um, Ten Hag has, gone to, has yeah. gone to Ajax. And Nagelsmann has taken a Munich job. Not to mention, Hansi yeah. Flick has already taken a Germany, the, the, the Germany yeah. job. You know what I mean? Like, what's, I don't know what's next. What's next is you get rid of Daniel Levy. That's what's next. What's next is uh, you actually try to buy top class talents because they don't do that. They got they got lucky over the course of two three seasons when they got Deli Ali, uh, Toby Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Loris. These all these guys came in within three four seasons of each other. That was a purple patch. All they uh-huh. needed was a world class player to add to that. They were they were they they were God was smiling on mm. them when they when they provided him with this. Harry Kane, with, with Harry Kane. They needed to add yeah. to that, and they haven't. And I don't uh, trust them to because they don't have the history. They don't have the... I don't believe they're going to get a big-name manager. I really don't. They're yeah. going to they're gonna have to go for another Pochettino project. Like, I don't know where to go. I, I know this. You uh, have to get rid of Levy. That's question, it. question. Let's see who, who knows their football it. Who is the highest earner on Spurs right now? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. How much you know how much earns? 650k or something like that. Yeah, 600k a week. Who's guess who's number two and how much they earn? Kane, isn't it? Yeah, Kane, but like a hundred between 150 and 110. 180, yeah, he's earning 200k a week. Carrie Kane, yeah. who has been oh, in the okay. top English striker in the Prem on 200k, he's getting paid, I think, the same or less than Kante. Like, and that's the only thing English him, no, that's him being English and a goal scorer. That's a premium mm-hmm. on premiums. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Let's be real. Levy ain't gonna spend if you can't pay Harry Kane, and he's locked in that contract until like twenty twenty four or something like that. Something stupid like that. But yeah, like Kane's leaving. They have need to offer him Ozil money, or he's just gonna have to walk. Garrett, I mean, it's it's. Ble- I, I think it's pretty but, bleak for them right now. No, it's no, no. Bleak. I, we've, we've heard, we've heard, we've heard. <laughs> like you, you've you've hit just on that though. Just on Kane's Kane's remuneration, I suspect there's a hefty goal bonus. Oh, I'm not even sure about bonus. that. No, he's, he's he's guaranteed goals. They can't give him any type of goal bonus. No, but just hey, the thing unless, is, it's, unless, it's, unless it's unless it's fifty goals. Sorry, can you, you say you say it's guaranteed goals, but he gets injured a lot, so it's it kind of you know what I mean. It's like don't we'll take the salary down, but we'll pay you in goals, but you'll pay seventy percent of the games. So thirty percent of the games you don't get the chance to score. So you know what I mean. So it, it's it, it might actually work out cheaper than paying him just pure salary, but that's just my two cents on that. Yeah, no, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those like cheap contracts where it's like heavily performance based. So yeah. like, if you're injured, we, we ain't paying you. You when you have exactly. September droughts, we ain't paying you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but nah, oh, um, yeah. but yeah, like I mean, we, we all kind of get it, man. Like it's it's not the best scenario for Spurs, and it's not exactly 
I, I, like now more than ever, you can see why they wanted the uh, Super League. <laughs> um, it's league, baby. Europa League, you know, not the Tuesday night, not the Wednesday night. Um, we we have got to skip for us past those. We've got to go straight to United's right, performance against Roma, which was out oh, ridiculous in my opinion. I didn't see that coming. Um, and Arsenal's, I don't know what to call it. Do we call it collapse? Yeah. <laughs> Collapse against um, what's it? Valencia, I think it was, it was Villarreal. Well, you know, I don't know who it was. It was, it was against Emery. That's what I cared about. It was, mm-hmm. I think it was Villarreal, but yeah, it was against Emery. But let's mm-hmm. start with um, United. What do you guys think of? I guess what we can call their three: Cavani, Pogba, Bruno. Their performance of the night. Incredible. They're going to win the whole thing. They're going to win the, the Europa League. Like, you know, they they they're playing. In, they're in they're peaking right now, man. Um, I didn't see that performance coming. They were all incredible, and yeah, I just believe uh, you know. I think they've sealed it for me. They're gonna. They're about who it is: Arsenal or Villarreal. Someone's getting popped by Man United in that final. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I've got to agree with you. Like, I, I didn't see that coming. Obviously, they were like, um, was it two one down at half time? Uh. A bit shaky, and then um, obviously they all played well. But I think. Um, I'm not going to go into like depth of game analysis. Um, for me, I think this is like it's time we just give um, Solskjaer his credit. Like, um, yeah, like like Oli's been there. He's been taking criticism um, from everyone, from you know non-Spurs fans, uh, from non-Man United fans, Man United fans, Man United legends criticizing, saying he might not be ready for the job. Um, mm-hmm. It's Man United should be doing better, but he's done a great job with this squad, and it's at the point now where like. He's going to the Europe, like okay, it's not Champions League final, we get it, but he's taking them to a good cup final. He's taking them to like you know, this kind of places before. He's got them in a solid position in the league. I think it's time to give him his flowers as one of the best, better managers in the league because it's like he's proven it. And this United squad isn't exactly what we would call a stat squad, so it's not like, um, if you're doing this with like Liverpool, Man City, we're like, okay, we see so much individual greatness across your team, of course, you should be up here. It's like it was to point out the what people will say that's like outright world class and talent, not just like form right now. Pogba, Bruno, and Cavani. Anyone else you would put in there? In the world class category? Dips you on mute. But yeah, okay, look. Um, but yeah, for those, those are the three for me. But yeah, like he's doing that with just three players that I say world class talent. And it's time for it to say, you know what? You're doing an amazing job. You're one of the best managers in the league. And, you know, give. Given one or two more seasons of performance like this, we have to start talking about world. So he needs to win to be in, enter that conversation about world. He needs to actually win stuff. And okay, hypothetically, he wins the Europa League this year. Um, you're right. He does deserve his flowers. He's entered a very difficult job. The Man United job, especially with the legacy of Ferguson that overshadows that, that role, is one of the most challenging roles in football to have, um, if not the most challenging roles in football to have. I'll say um, but yeah, I agree. And yeah, it, yeah, you you might you might be right, and ultimately you could see how he's looked at how Mourinho had a job, and almost done everything the, the other way round. <laughs> he's not thrown any players underneath the bus. He's been their mate. He's encouraged them. He's been a very man managed, uh, uh, man manager on on a personal level. He's you know always defended his players, always had their backs, and he's made the players want to play for them, want to play for United. And that's that's refreshing to see. Um, 
the Europa League. Um, United United's performance against Roma. I kind of I didn't see that coming, but I'm not entirely surprised because Roma not a bad team, but not a team that should have got this far. I forget who they had in the last round, but they they struggled in the last round and won. So it wasn't United. United should should be going through that. The the, the they watching the game. They just they struck they they struck whilst the iron was hot yeah. and capitalized. And that was that, that was great. That was great to see. Um, their match winner decided to turn up and not go quiet in a big game. Bruno Fernandez and Pogba. Pogba was Pogba was Pogba. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. um, you we get Pogba. different 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 shades of Pogba. But we got the I want to play football Pogba. I want to be in the Champions League next year Pogba. He played like a guy that realised, right, if we don't get top four, we need to win this to get Champions League. And I'm Pogba. I need to be playing in the Champions League. Which, uh, on a side note, it's when Pogba's career ends, he's going to have one of, he's going to be one of the players who has a surprisingly low amount of Champions League appearances because of this United spell. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, Arsenal. Um, obviously, I'm an Arsenal fan, so I'm a bit biased and a bit, impassioned by this game as one might say um uncle emery scored um little small boy arteta i'm not gonna lie um not gonna do, go through match analysis anything like that but simply put arsenal's tactics were wrong and we're lucky to have come out of that with a 2-1 loss um if villarreal were on job they could have put the tie to bed there and then we come back to the emirates and we have a chance um but as dip says it, we're just playing for second here because united United should win this, whoever they play, Villarreal or Arsenal. United should win this. I'm obviously hoping for a smash and grab, you know, bust the doors open, grab the chains and run <laughs> run for the hills. But ultimately, Great I think... Um, Stargan? <laughs> no, 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 keep, no, keep going, man. You're just going to mad rain. <laughs> Next time, temper tea. Anyway, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping for that kind of Arsenal to turn up. But you know what? United, I expect United to be playing Champions League football next year. And uh, um, really, I, I, I can see that being all she wrote, really. There's not much else to say on that apart from, boy, you know, Arsenal, inshallah. That's all I can say, boy. Mm. Um, you know, just, just to follow up on what you said now, um, for me personally, I feel like, we've got to say, if this was any other manager, he'll be sat by now. I don't know what Arteta is... How, how, like, we, I know we did the whole debate in terms of, um, you know, Mourinho, Arteta, Lampard. Ironically, of, of the of that debate, the only one still in his job is Arteta. And then when you ask yourself who's performing the worst, it's Arteta. And it's like, from where they, from that, that, where, I mean, I just disagree with all of that. Okay, put that is wrong. Okay, up a list from where their club's current position was when the other people got fired. Arteta was worse in every aspect in terms of he was either out the cups they were in. Or he was lower in the league. You could say his squad ability, expectations, whatever. But I'm saying, when we're arguing it, he's the one that was lower than everyone else. But um, for me, I guess my only question. Only one won trophies. Oh, stop it! I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to beat him by that one. What? I'm, 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 I'm not this. I'm not there for. Um, but for me, it's the case like I looked at your squad um, for that matchup, and I was asking myself, did he actually want to win this? Is he actually trying to get fired at this point? Because when you start leaving, um, you know, a Bamiang. Um, William and some of the other guys like whether in Gabriel and, like, and you see how your team played you actually wonder what are you seeing in training that no one else sees on the pitch and yeah for me it's it's starting to get a bit more of this like he's he's out of his depth he's trying to he's trying to be like Pep without Pep players which is a problem for you guys 
But Dips, I know you, I can see you there. You got we got five minutes. Go, go ahead. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I remember being looked that crazy when I once said I'd take Lampard over Arteta. How do I look now? How do I look now? Okay. Okay. No. Okay. I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Look, I have, you see, oh my God. I have never seen a manager single-handedly lose a game for his team. Single-handedly. You get yourself to the semi-final of the Europa League, albeit relatively luckily, I would say, in a couple cases, right? And in this game, in this game, the biggest game of your season so far, you decided your infinite wisdom to start a false nine attack. False nine. False nine. With this group of players, it's incredible. That's number one. Then you have, then you have Danny Sabellos giving the ball away, giving the ball away freely, you know, like, 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 like a pack of chips. Just giving the ball away freely, keeps keeps diving into tackles. You don't take him off at halftime. That's fine. He keeps doing it. He went off the, he keeps doing it in the second half. You don't take him off until he takes himself off. He gets himself sent off. He gets himself sent off. And you want to be on the on the on the on the sideline throwing your arms as if, oh man, he's ruined it for us. No, you ruined it for us. That's not that's number two. Actually, you get the luckiest break. That what that a manager can get. Etienne Capu gets his ass sent off. You still don't make no subs. You don't make a sub. You don't even make a sub even immediately after Danny Sabellos gets his ass sent off. You don't bring on a Bamiyang until the 85th minute. The 85th minute. You don't bring on your main striker until the 85th minute. And he actually had one, he had one chance. But what, maybe, if you put him on, I don't know, maybe at their 78 minute when they got a player sent off, that you wouldn't, that you ended it. Luckily, he's, he is lucky that, Pe- that Pepe scored that penalty. I think that the time, I think Villarreal are still going through. I mean, Emery did Emery and gave Arsenal like a lifeline, I guess. But I think this tie is, I think this tie is, is, is over. You can think, you can call me crazy. You can say I'm not, a, I'm not no, a real fan. All of that nonsense. No, 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 no. Gabriel, let me say, I, I believe, I believe this, this ties over because I look at the way Emery attacked that game. The problem was, the problem was his team, his team just weren't clinical. They created the chances. They were there, and I can't, and I, ref, I, I can't um, bet against this team not scoring an away goal because Arsenal need them to, Arsenal need them to not score an away goal. In, in, in a way, go and I and I can't and I and I don't and I don't trust Arsenal to keep a clean sheet in that game at all against yeah. the, against this Villarreal team. So yeah, no, I, I think I think Villarreal are seeing Man United in the finals. I'll see you. I agree with you on on one major thing in terms of like the changes because that's one thing I'll say. Um, it's night and day seeing Lampard and Tuchel when we were playing against Real Madrid. We got the we got the, we got the tactics right from the jump. And then when we started against Hyde in the game, he made three changes. He said, no, 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 we are not letting this slip and got control of the game straight away. Mm-hmm. So there's a dip, like, we, when we have, like, when we see, like, an um, experienced manager and somewhat inexperienced manager, or someone who's not ready, it's, it's, it's night and day to see how they manage both the players on the pitch and off the pitch and during the game. So I agree with that. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We've got, we're going to see the end of it, essentially, this weekend. I think we've got all the games coming up again. So, I mean, that's one benefit of the lockdown. We get back-to-back football high quality football to see the results 
and none of the like you know the longer weights that we used to have. Arteta's got to go, man. He's got to go. I thought hey, I thought second, if you gave him till Christmas and he got his play the players he wanted, unlike like Emery, that mm-hmm. maybe he could turn it around. We're at a point where he is not just out of his depth. He's an idiot. Okay, he's an idiot. You look at the way he's handled these players, the team choices, the lack of subs until the 80th or 75th minute. He has to go. He is not a good manager. Okay, question for you. Do you still put him in the season or do you try and find a replacement now? Well, you don't change anything now and you don't even change anything at the end of the season because what Arsenal fans fail to realise is if we do get another manager, what changes? Because it's not Arteta. The players we have on. We don't have a, a balanced squad to play really any kind of convincing football. So really, we have to wait for us to be able to change the squad. And it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen straight away. It's going to happen over phases in different transfer windows. The last transfer window, we saw Kalasinac, Mustafi, Socrates, Ozil all go. All Deadwood players that weren't playing. The next transfer window, we'll see more Blake players that are that will go. Like for example, Bellerin should be going. He will be going. And we will add new players in. The signings have been good. The only signing I, I query as an issue was William. But even then, he's been good in spurts. So it's not, Rome wasn't built terrible. in a day. He has been Rome terrible. Was, Rome wasn't Rome wasn't built in a day. So let us have that. Let us have that period, and let us have the transfer windows to build it. If Fenger was managing this team, top four. If Lampard was managing this, this team, they're challenging for top four. Arteta is a. It, let me just finish. Let me just finish. That's what, let me just finish it there. Let me just finish it there. I'm, uh, before I lose it. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. That's, I think that, sadly, that's all we've got time for. We're usually pushing it to the last minute. But, yeah, like, we'll, we'll be back again next week to, you know, see how this all plays out. If we're lucky, we might get United, Arsenal, um, final. And it's, yeah. it'll be back you all over again. Yeah, you know, this is one plus one, one note. It could be four English teams in four finals, in the two finals. So, that'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks for listening. And yeah, we'll catch you again in the next episode.